Hey, welcome to TPT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we'll check in with Jesse Leeds of TPT. It's March Madness this week, so we figured it would be a good chance to check in and find out what's the latest on alumni teams that might enter TBT. It's always fun to speculate about who the alumni teams in TBT might be, and this is a good opportunity for you to hear some of that stuff. Uh, we kind of broke right into the podcast at the beginning. I thought you might enjoy some of the back talk that Jesse and I had before we really got rolling. So don't forget, you can subscribe to TBT's podcast on iTunes. Hit that little subscribe button, leave a rating and a review, tell all your family and friends. Thanks a lot. You're going to start at the top, obviously. Yeah. You got that list that I ju- just sent you, right? Yeah. Okay. So anything that you don't want to say, yeah, just um, just say the word blank and okay. it'll take care of it. Okay. So like, for example, like, do you want me to say there's like a prominent team that might have? No, just like, instead of saying, just oh. say, just say blank. Oh, we'll have blank as a booster. Well, I mean, is it okay to say, if it's okay to say, say, but if it's, if, if, okay. for example, you know, there's some team that you don't want to say the name of, right? Just say blank. We'll have, yeah. If I say blank, we'll have booster, they'll know. Yeah. But then to say blank, we'll have blank and blank as a booster. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. All right. So let's just start from the top. Okay. Can you say that? Can you say or no? No. He doesn't want me to say anything yet. All right. So let's just start from the top. All right. So, Jesse, it looks like we'll have a pretty prominent SEC team. Uh, yeah. Who, who is that? Yeah, it's looking like uh, blank. And what's, 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 the, what's the story here? Who's going to organize it? You don't have to say names, I guess, if they don't want names. But uh, who's going to organize it? Is it a player or is it a former team manager? Um, it looks like it's a former walk-on, actually. Um, and as we are we rolling right now? Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's a former walk-on, and you know, as you know, walk-ons are great. They have the respect of the players. They can take the initiative. They're organized. You know, we've seen that with Kieran winning with Notre Dame two years ago, and a few of the other alumni teams. Um, there looks like there might be another SEC team as well in Arkansas that um, has a former walk-on as well, organizing a team. Oh, interesting. So, what's the story with that Arkansas team? Uh, it looks like that Arkansas team um, has about seven or eight guys ready to go for April first. Um, you know, they're hungry. They've heard of some of the other rumblings of the other SEC teams and want to compete against them. That's interesting. Who's, so who's organizing that one? And you said it was a walk-on? Yeah, blank. Oh, he doesn't want his name. <laughs> he doesn't want his name to be said either? Yeah. Man, all these guys are like surrounding themselves in a shroud of uh, mystery here. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, I guess they'll be up on the site in two weeks and, and everyone will know. This is great. So tell me about some of this other stuff. I'm looking at the second bullet point that you sent me on um, February 25th. Yes. Um, It looks like we're exploring the possibility of an NC State team um, from a few different angles. Um, We'll have to see if they can get that together, but it'd be great to obviously have NC State in as as we'll be in Charlotte and, you know, near Tobacco Road and all those ACC teams down there. Yeah. So they, that's a team that, uh, again, what what do we have in terms of the organizing person behind that one? Is that a manager, a walk-on, former player? What's the... Well, we've had a few different conversations. It looks like uh, the Jimmy V Foundation might be potentially involved with that. Um, I know Derek Hattenberg is is on their board, um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what if they can put that together. That would be very cool. Um, third one down. Are those names that you can say? Let's see. Third one is. Yeah, I mean, 
we've heard some rumblings that uh that Rashid Wallace wants to play in TBT this year. What's you know? this, this is hilarious. So he's from Philly. Yeah, you know he's forty forty one out of the league a few years now, and um, there's been some rumblings that you know him and some of his own his old uh, Philly guys like Atino Mobley and Alvin Williams they want to get back together and make a run at it. And somehow those guys know Kevin Hart. Yeah, I think they uh, they have some connection to him, either from growing up in Philly together or just, you know, the association of Philly. No, I think Kevin Hart thinks that he can play. I mean... You've seen him in uh, these celebrity games. I mean, you hit to have a hard time in TBT, right? Yeah, I mean, he's the three-time MVP of the of those uh, celebrity games, right? So I think uh, I think he'd have a problem playing, though. Yeah, I think that's kind of like being the best-looking guy in law school. You know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. not exactly a tremendous achievement, but you know, nevertheless, I mean, if he wants to play, he could play. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now I think John mentioned this on a previous podcast, but Anthony Davis apparently has been getting dinged by everybody about being a booster for a team or something like that. Yeah. It seems like in a few different teams that we've spoken to that Anthony Davis is, uh, is kind of coming up, you know, in each conversation and has been asked by a few teams from the Midwest, uh, from the Chicago region, to uh, be a booster for a team. So we'll see. I mean, I, I imagine he's playing, you know, with Team USA in the Olympics this summer. So he wouldn't be available on site, but uh, throw his name and, and name and face behind a team and they'll uh, have some support. That's fantastic. You had some interesting um, interesting other uh, uh, names for boosters that have come up. And one of the one that, yeah. ones that keeps coming up routinely is uh, Porzingis. Yeah. It, it seems Sounds like everybody like- has a connection to him. I know, isn't that funny? Um, I he's know been in the Derek, league. He's been in the league for like six months, and it's like everybody knows him. Yeah, it seems uh, seems he's a pretty uh, pretty sought after booster. Um, I know there's a team out of uh, New Mexico, uh, a training facility out there that uh, one of their players played with him over in Spain, um, as well as Derek Byers played with him over in Spain as well. So uh, there's a lot of connections to him, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he jumps in. Let's go into some of these alumni teams that we think are going to form, Jesse. What can you tell us about some of the alumni teams? And if you have, again, if you can't say the names, just just say blank. Okay. I'm trying to see what to say here. Are you going to edit this out or is this rolling? Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll take care okay. of it. Uh, yeah, afterwards. Okay. I'm trying to think who we want to say and who we don't. Well, just even if you can't say them. Right. Um, give us some description. Let, give us a little taste. So I think everyone was pretty surprised on Sunday when they saw Oregon as a number one seed uh, in their brackets. Um, and it looks like Oregon's going to have a team. Um, looks like Fred Jones might be able to organize that team with Luke Jackson, um, some of those guys back in the early Oregon days. Um, so that should be a really interesting team out West. Are these guys that you've you've been in contact with? Yeah. Um, I talked to Fred the other day. He's on staff at Oregon right now. So, so he's best of luck to them yeah. You know, in the tournament. Hope they go far. Um, do you have them? Do you have them going far in your bracket? Um, don't tell Fred this, but I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> Wait, um, who do you have them losing to? Let's see. I have it up here. I have them losing to Cincinnati in the round of 32. Interesting. A 1-9 upset. Um, so we'll see. Um, there's also a few other uh, prominent WCC teams that are going to be entering. Um Gonzaga, I have them going in one bracket to a, a Final Four as an 11 seed. Um, so we'll see if is that, uh, is that wishful thinking, or is that just you think they can actually do that? I don't know. I don't know if they can get past Seton Hall and Isaiah Whitehead and all those guys from Seton Hall. That's a, that's a really good scrappy city team. Um, so it should be an interesting matchup. Hey, in the first you know, round. I just I don't think I've ever asked you, Jesse. When you were at UMass, did you guys go to the tournament? No, we went two years ago, which was three years after I left. Um, 
So we lost to uh, LSU in a big upset. I think it was a uh, we were an eleven six matchup, and uh-huh. we were the six seed, and they were the eleven, and they killed us by twenty points. And that so. was that was two years ago. Yeah, that was was this twenty sixteen? I think that was twenty fourteen. So in the years that you were there, though, UMass did not make nope. it to the NCAA's. It was the first time we were there since I think ninety six, ninety seven, back in the Cal days when we had Canby and all those great teams. Um, yeah, ninety six, UMass went to the Final Four. So were you ever, was it ever a situation where you guys were on the bubble? Um, the year before in 2013, we were on the bubble. We were like one of the next four out though. So we weren't that close. And then obviously with the return in 2014 was great. But like I said, we got killed by 20 points to LSU. So were you there in the room when the announcement was made that you didn't make it? In 2013? Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh. With the program, what was the? By- you must have been buddies with all those guys, though. Like, what was the? What is the reaction of a team when they don't make it to the NCAA's? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty upsetting. Um, I think we went to the NIT that year, though, um, and they were happy to you know play in the postseason. But honestly, at that time, there weren't you know too great expectations of the program. Um, so it wasn't like you know a perennial UNC or Kentucky where you're expecting to go to the the tournament every year. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, guys are disappointed, obviously, when you're on the bubble and have, you know, kind of a, a whiff of it and think there might be a chance of it. But it's good to see them go at least once, you know, two years ago. Have there been any alumni teams that you've been talking to so far, college alumni teams, that did not make the NCAAs this year? Um, St. Mary's is actually one that was, you know, surprisingly left out of the tournament. Yeah, people were pretty riled up about them, huh? Yeah, um, but we've been talking to Blank, um, and it sounds like, you know, they have a team that, that might be able to to get together and compete against this Gonzaga alumni team. So that'd be a nice little WCC rivalry out in, out in LA. That would be pretty great. Uh, what about other college alumni teams since this is the beginning of the um, NCAA tournament week? Yeah. Let's see who else we have that is. Uh, you have VCU on here. We have VCU. There's a, a prominent VCU um, blog that is looking together to get back together. Joey Rodriguez and all those guys from their final four run uh, in 2011. So, We'll see if uh, if they can you know get together depending on commitments this summer, but that could be a really really interesting team to watch out for in TBT. Joey Rodriguez has been a little bit of a white whale for TBT. Yeah, it seems like he's been on the edge of kind of jumping in. He's flirted with it on Twitter. I actually feel like he may have started a profile at one point. Right. Am I right about that? Yeah, I think he, I think he had a profile either last year or, or 2014. Um, but I mean, the guys that you know they're they're talking about potentially getting back together from that Final Four run. Um, I mean, I, I think they could you know, make a final four run in TBT as well. If they get them all back together. That's great. What about, um, yeah. there's something, a new development, I guess, with the team that played last year called the bad boys, but they're sort of transitioning more towards an alumni type team for Wisconsin. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like, you know, obviously they had Bruzewitz and Taylor last year. Um, and they're trying to go more of a Wisconsin alumni route. Um, so we'll see who they can, you know, get back onto the team and uh, make that n- entire Wisconsin alumni team. What about some other, other alumni schools we're talking about here? Let's see. I'm looking at the bracket as we speak. Um, it'd be great to get Villanova back in, huh? From oh, that would be. I mean, that would be a no-brainer. I don't. I don't know what happened with that. It just. It seems like it kind of. Yeah. Fizzled out, but when that when they played in 2014, I think they only had five. Yeah. And it was five of the guys that had played in the um in the final four with Villanova. I think in 2009. Right? Yeah, the 2009 final four team. That was nice with Reynolds and Fisher and all those guys. Yeah. Um. So it'd be cool to get those guys back in. Um. See other kind of high seeds we're going through here. I mean, we've had so many Kansas guys play, you know, um, throughout the tournament from Tyshawn Taylor to Selby to 
Mario Little, Russell Robinson, all these, you know, different teams. So yeah, be great if we can get all these guys kind of on one team together to compete. Well, I was looking, I was looking at, so I was looking at the NCAA bracket just this year. And then I was looking at some of the schools that we've had alumni teams play from, right? right? So you've got Bracket Busters, which started off as a Florida Gulf Coast team. Right. They're playing tonight. Yep. Uh, and we're recording this on Tuesday, the 15th. So they're playing tonight. Uh, Colorado played last year. Yep. And they're playing again this year, right? Yep. They're coming back. We had a core of guys that I think actually did not necessarily play, but they're all from the University of Maryland. Right. And yeah. so what what about that? Is there any development on that front? Um, I mean, we had Terrell Stoglin play, um, obviously, last year on free bands. Um Evan Smotridge, the transfer from Michigan. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. He played down with HBC in the South. Um, and then obviously, you know, Juan Dixon and, and John Oslander putting that team together, the DMV's finest with a few of those guys. Um, but you'd have to think that Maryland has enough guys, you know, graduated or graduating now that they can kind of put a, a nice team together. I think they had a ton of seniors last year, like nine or 10 seniors or something. Right. What about Virginia? Yeah. Virginia has been a been an interesting team you know last year obviously they had the alumni team that sammy zinglinski put together um they might go back to what was it the philly patriots yeah 2014 yep um so i think there's some rumblings of, of playing with those philly guys again i don't know if the virginia team will be back in kind of full force that's a shame because that's a that's a program especially in the last like five to seven years has really come on strong yeah i'd love to have them back but no word uh, on that anybody organizing a virginia team yeah i think the last i spoke with sammy he said they were going to go back with those guys um he said he wouldn't be organizing the team himself. What about Oklahoma? Yeah, they were they were up on the site last year. They were uh, they were into the tournament, and uh, unfortunately, scheduling. Uh, well, it just kind of fell apart. Fell I apart. remember those texts were going back and forth in that yeah. week before, and it was like the wheels just kind of came off at the last minute, you know. But yeah. so, what about them? Is that a team that's going to come back together as an Oklahoma alumni team, or will those guys so. kind of do something different? Yeah, it sounds like they're kind of doing something different. I know James Frischilla's taking a few of the guys from that team and making a different team, um, playing with some other guys. Uh, I've heard Eric Murphy and some other rumblings as players potentially. Um, so we'll see what they can pull together. But it doesn't sound like an Oklahoma alumni team. All right. Now adding to more controversy than probably already was there with Syracuse because yeah. it seems like Syracuse is such a lightning rod right? Uh, in TPT and in general. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm fascinated by the whole fandom. I think it's awesome. I enjoy it. Um, and I've always, frankly, had a kind of a soft spot for Lawrence Moten, yeah. uh, which I think you and I have talked about before. But right. um, Syracuse made it into the NCAAs kind of controversially this year, I think. Some people suspected that, um, you know, St. Bonaventure maybe should have gotten that bid or, or another team. Right. Uh, but wow. they'll be back in TBT. We've talked to Bayheim's Army guys quite a bit. Right. Uh, it sounds like they're gearing up. Have you heard anything about them in terms of additions or anything they have going on? Yeah, I mean, I think Belby has kind of kept that, you know, one or two secret players he has coming in under wraps um, for right now. So we'll have to see what happens on April 1st, you know, who they have up on the site. But it sounds like they should be one of the, the first teams to qualify again, you know, given their, their fan support. And then you have uh, Notre Dame, obviously, back in the tournament again. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I have them going pretty far in my bracket. Where do you have them? So I think I the... have them in the Elite Eight losing to, um, Do they would they play Michigan State in the Elite Eight? So they would play uh, – they'd have to get past West Virginia first, which is going to be tough um, in the round of 32. And then they would play Pitt or, I mean, either Xavier or, you know, Wisconsin or Pitt, it looks like, in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know who I have not beating, to be honest with you. And I don't have – I should have my bracket up in front of me, and I'll try to pull it up as we're talking here. Um, 
All right. So then another team that we have a connection to that we haven't had any kind of alumni group from, though, is Yale. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we've had a few different Ivies play, obviously, with, you know, Cornell, um, their Sweet 16 team from 2010 played in 2014. Um, we had Princeton, right, as well. Yep. Um, what other Ivies did we have? Well, we had uh, Fran Doherty or Doherty played at Penn. Right, at Penn. So we had that guy. But I on the Yale team, we had Matt Minoff. Right. And then um, there was a center that played on Matt's team in 2014 from Yale. Greg, Greg Bowm, Bowman? Uh, it wasn't Bowman. No. It was Greg something, though. Was it? It was a really nice guy. And then, uh, anyways, I think it would be fascinating to see if we could get some kind of an all-Ivy team. Any, do you ever hear from those guys? Um, I know we had spoken to um, either a few former walk-ons or managers at Harvard um, and be, they were interested in getting a, an all Ivy Ivy team together. Um, Cornell has, has had some rumblings. I talked to Jeff Foot actually last week, and you know he said he'd talk to the guys and see if they want to come back. But uh, really, just depends kind of where they're playing in their their schedules. Yeah, of course. Um, let's talk about some of the teams from years past that are looked like they're coming back. I was exchanging some texts with you yesterday, and it sounds like just the vast, vast majority of the teams from 2015 that you've spoken to are actually coming back in 2016. Yeah, it sounds like we'll have, you know, at least I would say at this point, 70 to 80 of the 96 teams come back. Um, If not, you know, in in some other capacity, I know the team Utah is splitting off into three different teams, potentially with a Utah, Utah State and a BYU alumni teams. Um, So that's always interesting when teams kind of branch off into their own team. What's what's this backstory there? Um, it sounds like um, John Tavarni from BYU wants to play with all those BYU guys, uh-huh. and then Utah and Utah State want to follow the same formula and you know play with guys they played with there in college. Interesting. So we'll uh, we'll see. Nice little rivalry. What's Jimmer? What's Jimmer doing? See back in the D League. I don't know. And you're the Knicks fan. What? Where, yeah. <laughs> where did he go? I think he. I think he's back in the D League now. It was uh, Kurt Rambis in. Didn't like him too much up there that during seems, his 10-day contract. So. That, seems like a, that seems like a TBT player to me. It does. It does. Um, so we'll see uh, See if they can get him on board. So, Jesse, what's your what's your take on the NCAA tournament this year? Who do you have winning the whole thing? So I'm a huge Tar Heels fan. Um, I really think with our depth kind of at every position, you know, with Joel Berry playing really well late in the season here, um, Paige is finally out of a shooting slump, and... Bryce Johnson, you know, is consideration for player of the year. I, I really think we can uh, I think we can do it. I like our path. I mean, you know, it's it's tough, obviously, in the East with the toughest draw. You got Kentucky up there, a really scary Providence team in the second round with Chris Dunn and Ben Bentel, two lottery picks potentially. Um, but, you know, if we can get past some of these teams, uh, I think it's uh, going to be clear sailing. Do you sit like do you sit around every night and watch college basketball games? For the most part, yeah. Especially, you know, this time of the year with, with conference uh, attorneys and the brackets and everything starting today. So North Carolina's got to get through Kentucky. Yeah, so they have to get through Providence first, which is, you know, Providence is, I think I saw yesterday, they started 14-1 and one and they finished 9-9 nine and nine yeah. during conference play. Um, but, I mean, Chris Dunn and Ben Bentle are two of the best, you know, in the country. I've seen them play a lot and, you know, they're good. So if they can get past Providence, you know, they're going to have to get through either Indiana or Kentucky. Um, you know, in the Sweet 16, and then potentially either West Virginia or Notre Dame in the Elite Eight. Hey, so one thing I noticed, Jesse, when you were just talking was that you refer to UNC as our. 
our like so, our path or we can do this stuff like when did you start doing that i guess this is a, just a, a fandom you know thing and it's it's nice when these fans also for tbt can resonate with their teams and kind of <laughs> you're, so you good. Know, you're so good at bringing it up bring it back together that's great you know, but and, i know i'm curious curious about that because it doesn't seem like that was always a thing you know it doesn't seem like fans yeah. always said we and our and at yeah. some point i remember i remember reading bill simmons or something way back in the day like kind of you know ripping on fans that said we and our as though we didn't yeah. have anything to do with it why do you think that is like why do you do you feel comfortable saying that even though you didn't go there right i don't think you had any family that went there did you no i just started when i was young just you know started getting into college basketball and you know kind of just picked the team um but yeah it's really interesting to think about i never thought of it like that in terms of you know fandom and and the we versus i and you yeah situation. so yeah that, that's a good point I have. I'm looking at my bracket now. I have. I have North Carolina getting by Kentucky, and then I have them beating Notre Dame. Yeah, I have Notre Dame too in the Elite Eight. I think they can make a nice little run. Well, last year was just so exciting, you know. Yeah, I really don't think Xavier is that good. I think they're really overrated. They got Trevor Blewett, who's a nice player, um, and some other nice pieces. But are you reading from a sheet of prepared information right now? No. I'm How do you know? You just know all these names. Yeah, I know. Like ton about college basketball so this is this is like definitely your number one you're an nfl fan too though but is that do you play like ncaa fantasy base uh, basketball or something no i just this is the only reason i can do this job of recruiting because i know you know who all these guys are so like when when you hear you know uh, brady morningstar is a bad example because i think that name stands out right but you know who that guy was and you watched him play and right all that stuff yeah no i i definitely Definitely would know at least, you know, a couple of players on each team, if not, you know, a few different throughout. So I'm just looking through the bracket here. Do you, yeah, I mean, what do you think of, what do you think of the NCAA throwing in the slogan, don't bet on it, uh, right in the middle of the bracket on CBS Sportsline that I'm reading? I mean, it's interesting. You think of, you know, Commissioner Adam Silver all about betting and, you know, how it increases the fandom and the likelihood for ratings and sponsors, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who's really going to watch, you know, the the Sixers play, you know, the Timberwolves on a Tuesday night if you're not betting on it, you know? So, I mean, even with these games tonight, who's the who's the first four tonight? I don't even know. I think tonight you have um, Holy Cross and Southern. Yeah. Who's going to, if you're not betting on that, who, who's going to watch that game? I think, well, Bill Simmons and all of his friends that went to Holy Cross that are, you know, right. on his podcast, they're definitely watching it. Uh, the people in Baton Rouge would be, you know, kind of into Southern. Um, but they definitely have a crowd that's going to watch them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who are the other, who are the other playing games? You've got Dunk City is one, right? Dunk City. I would watch that. Michigan and Tulsa. Yeah. I watched the Dunk City game. Um, the name of the university, by the way, is Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. A lot of people actually think it's Dunk City, but that's not a real school. And then what's the other one? Vandy and uh, Wichita State. Yeah, Vandy and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that'll be an okay game, um, but yeah, the Holy Cross Southern thing. I guess if you don't live in Worcester, Mass, or you know wherever Southern is, Southern's in, be- it's in Baton Rouge. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. They had a ridiculous end to their game. Uh, I think it was on Saturday for their conference championship. It was unbelievable. It was like a block shot, or and a couple of missed opportunities by the other team at the end. Oh, I saw that. And they got in by you know. Just like the skin have, under their teeth. What's that? Who do you have in this Northern Iowa Texas game? 
No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Check. It's, Northern it's a... Iowa, Texas. Is that one really the Texas? I yeah, have Texas. It, I have Texas going all the way to the Sweet Sixteen, if not the Elite Eight. I think it's the Elite Eight. Yeah. See, Texas has had a really up and down season. Um, Northern Iowa actually beat UNC this year um, on their home court without Marcus Page playing. Uh huh. Um, they're a team to watch. I think they're going to be interesting. I know we actually talked to um, Ali Farukamanesh. You know, last oh, yeah, year, that's a great name. To see if he wanted to uh, reclaim the magic of all these other Cinderellas of. You know, Dunk City and Mercer last year and Lehigh last year as well. Um, so we'll see if uh, if that team can come together. What do you look for, Jesse, when you're when you're looking at a team that succeeds in a college basketball environment? In terms of the NCAA tourney? Yeah. Like, what do you think is successful versus not successful? I really think momentum is a big, a big, uh, big staple. I mean, it's, it's kind of how you finish the year. I mean, these some of these teams that, you know, went three and 10 down the stretch or, you know, five and five and, and didn't finish strong. I think that, that kind of carries over into the tournament. Um, and senior leadership is huge. I mean, not to go back to, to UNC, but I mean, you look at Paige, you look at Johnson, you look at, you know, these guys that stayed there for four years and, you know, it's, it's proven it's paid off. You look at Buddy Heald. Um, so, you know, I think the senior leadership is definitely, definitely important as well. Well, what do you make of, you know, the groups like 538 and the people that study all the um, analytics of these sports that say that momentum is just a made up thing? I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, statistics obviously and analytics play, play a huge role in it. Um, It's obviously about the matchup too. If you're looking at a team that, you know, likes to run and gun. I mean, if you're looking for a high scoring game, this Iowa state Iona game, speaking of betting, take the over, whatever that I don't know what the over is. I haven't looked at it, but take the over. Those teams love to get up and down the court. There's going to be no defense in that game. Um, but it really comes down to matchup and style of play, I think, also. So but what's, is there one style of play that you think is more effective in a tournament, one and done setting, than another? Um, I don't know. It, it really just depends on the team. Like Speaking just from experience, UMass, I mean, our half-court sets are just not great. I mean, we're, we're best when we can get out and transition and run and get on fast breaks. Um, our half court sets are just not, not there right now. So, I mean, you look at a team like Virginia, that's a defensive juggernaut and, you know, they, they'll, they'll have games where they put up 50, 60 points and then, you know, they'll hold opponents to that as well. Um, so it really comes down to the matchups and, you know, if Virginia meets Iowa state, I mean, that's going to be defense versus offense right there in the, in the sweet 16. This is very interesting. What else is on your sports agenda right now? Uh, not worried about baseball yet. Not worried about the Yankees yet. I haven't watched too much spring training until, you know, March Madness is over. Um, but some football free agency. Giants uh, locked up some some good defensive players. Spent cool $200 million in a couple hours. So Did they let uh, Pierre Paul go? No, they brought him back, and they got Olivier Vernon from the um, Dolphins, too, as the other D-end. Um, so we made some good defensive, uh, defensive adjustments. And so, uh, in terms of, uh, TPT, what, are there any particular teams that you're looking forward to when April one rolls around? Yeah. Um, these WCC teams should be really interesting. It'd be great to see kind of that rivalry again. Um, especially cause St. Mary's got snubbed. Um, uh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a Monmouth team too in TBT? Oh, Monmouth would be great. You what, know, have got... you reached out to those guys? Yeah. I think we reached out to them early in the year and reach out to them again. I mean, they had, I think 13 road wins and 17 wins at neutral or road sites. I mean, it, it was ridiculous that they didn't get in. Um, I know they had a few bad losses, but I mean, you look at Tulsa that got in, which is ridiculous. So be great if uh, Monmouth could come, uh, 
come play for glory again. Do you feel any kind of a kinship now with the selection committee uh, for the NCAA tournament, knowing how hard it is to pick the at-large bids for TBT? Yeah, I mean, this year is going to be impossible too when we're sitting in that room on on June eighth. Think know, about the scenario. Think about the scenario where the four semifinalists from last year don't get one of the top twelve spots. Yeah, and then you've got only three because they're guaranteed a, a spot as long as they qualify, and then you've got only three at large spots for four regions around the country in each region. A total impossible. of twelve. It's going to be. That's going to be. We're going to be in that room all day and all night. You know. A lot, of, a lot of pizza. Although you don't eat pizza, right? No, I love pizza. Wait, what was it that you don't like? Is it hamburgers? No, I love hamburgers. <laughs> There's some food that I was surprised that you didn't like. What, what was it? Hmm. I don't know. What did we... Was it on I site? could have sworn it was pizza. Are you sure no, it's not pizza? I eat pizza almost every day. Did you just start eating pizza? No. I eat pizza every day. What was it? Was it like something weird like mushrooms or something? No. Honestly, like it was a run-of-the-mill... Maybe like steak and cheese? Philly cheesesteaks? No, I, I they're okay. Not my favorite. I don't know. That's weird. What is your routine like? Do you get up early and then stay up yeah. late, or like what? Do you, what do you do in the course of a day? Yeah, um, depends on the day. For the most part, usually start the day like around eight eight thirty or so. Get up, have breakfast. Wait, you're getting up at eight or eight thirty? No, I usually get up. Yeah, I usually get up like around man, like eight. That's or so. the life. That is the life without kids. All right, so you get up at about eight or eight thirty. Then what happens? Um. I mean, sometimes I'll get up earlier to work out in the morning. Um, it depends if I work out at night or in the morning and have breakfast, turn on Sports Center, um, go to my little office, if you will, that I have in the building, um, and get to work. What's a workout look like? Do you do burpees and stuff like that? No, no burpees. Just depends on the day. I mean, usually just some running and you know lifting the weights that we have in the building and stuff like that. Oh, you have a gym in your building? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, you can just go downstairs and they have TVs and stuff like that. So, so you're catching up on Mike and Mike and all the ESPN yeah. morning shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it works out pretty well. And then in the summer, hopefully the pool will be open, go out to the pool and swim and stuff like that. So, and then what about food? What are you eating? What am I eating? Yeah. Do you try it's to hard. go, do you try to go like protein heavy during times of stress? I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about that today. Like once April one comes, eating is going to be a be a rare uh, rare occasion. It's going to be tough. Um, usually yogurt in the morning or cereal, and then you know sandwich, and then just, you know some vegetables and protein for dinner. What kind of sandwich? What kind of sandwich? Big on the chicken Caesar lately. Chicken Caesar wraps. Jesse, I swear to God that it was pizza. I really oh, swear that it was pizza. I love pizza. <laughs> Love I love all kinds of pizza. Hawaiian pizza, pepperoni. Really? Farm. Yeah. Love I'm gonna pizza. ask Jen. I'm gonna ask Jen Todd what it was because I'm sure she remembers. It was I don't know. Was it in where was it? Chicago? I thought I could have sworn the first time it, it came up was in Philadelphia. Philly? Yeah, in twenty fourteen. You, know, you know, we actually were not big fans of the deep dish pizza in Chicago. Yeah, that's a very hot topic. I don't want to offend anybody from Chicago. Yeah, uh, me but, either. You know, but... they it's 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 a thing. I get it. I totally get I, that. It was too doughy and bready. I didn't. I didn't get it. I mean, coming from New York, obviously, where we have the best pizza in the world. I mean, it wasn't even wasn't even close. Right. So, all right, Jesse, this has been fun. Uh, let's talk soon, okay? Sounds good. Uh, well, we're, I'm, I'll talk to you probably five minutes after we hang up. But let's yeah. talk soon on the podcast again. Okay, sounds good. All right, later. 